Hey, everybody, and welcome to another thrilling episode of Was That Really Necessary? My name is Zach Buell, and I'm here with my lovely and talented co-host, Paul Abishan. How are you now? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to uh, the Predator Week. Ooh, we get to catch a predator this week, from what I understand. I, uh, I, I mean, I had to start that joke off right away, right? Like, I was going to get that out of the way. <laughs> I was going to tell you to c- come, come have a seat. <laughs> come have a seat. Calm down there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody here has never listened to this show, what we do is we go, we watch an original movie and then we watch a remake, a reboot, a sequel, a prequel, some sort of other form of that movie. And we take and we judge it against the original. And we ask the titular question, was that really necessary? Or was it just kind of a cash grab? Was it artistically, you know, like in- integral or was it viable or was it just kind of like, a? I think I vomited onto a Blu-ray and we'll see if this will make a little bit of money out of it. Who knows? And this week, as we've already alluded to, we are going to watch or we're not going to watch. We already watched them. You're going to get taken on a journey of (laughs) Predator from 1987 and Predators from 2010. The Robert Rodriguez joint. This was Paul's choice. So, Paul, what what was the rationale? What, uh, What made you think of these guys? So my rationale behind it was, um, sadly enough, I did, uh, this is because of little Richard, uh, he oh. passed the day that we did our, our last episode. Um, there is a scene in the predator or predator, excuse me, uh, 1987, where Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they're getting ready. They're getting the commando paint. They're getting cigars. Jesse Ventura is smoking his chew. They're getting ready to go into the jungle deep. And what is their hype music? None other than Long Tall Sally by Little Richard. It's just the most weird yet it fits song for this. Um, and it it just always stuck with me. So that anytime I heard Long Tall Sally, that's what made me think of the Predator. So here we are today. Welcome, welcome to my thought process. Sad I mean, it's a pretty good thought process. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Yes, and actually, I did not know that the reboot or third installment, if you will, Predators starts their end credit off with Long Tall Sally. I I didn't know that. Um, I personally thought it was hilarious. My wife had no idea why I was laughing uh, watching this on headphones. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it- you you touched on something that was interesting before we get into these two. This is this was an interesting one too because you could have taken this a few different ways. So the the chronology behind this is Predator in nineteen eighty seven. Then there was Predator two. Oh, when was that? Like ninety one, ninety two yeah. with Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. And then then there's this huge gap, and then we get Alien versus Predator coming out in the early 2000s, which is kind of a sequel, but it's really more just kind of a shared universe where they incorporate also the alien stuff. That was a whole thing that they never thought they'd be able to get off the ground because of the rights either way. Then there was this Alien versus Predator Requiem that they did a sequel to Alien versus Predator, which is also this other kind of thing. And then finally, Robert Rodriguez was like, I'm going to reboot this. I'm going to make it into Predators in 2010. And then last year they decided, you know what? Shane Black, the original writer and character in this original movie decided i'm gonna i'm gonna write it again i'm gonna make it the predator so there's just there's just a lot going on here there's a lot going on with this whole series and you could have you could have chosen a lot of different ways to go for it so i guess i again before we get into this why choose the original predator and then predators why not go for like the predator or one of the avp movies what was your thought there 
So there's, um, I mean, within the universe, we'll call it Predator universe, uh, not, Alien, not AVP universe, just strictly Predator universe. Predators would actually be the next in the timeline. There's a reference, even they even reference back to the original Predator 1987 with mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger at one line. So in my head, this just made sense as the original reboot if you will mm -hmm. this was the first one to kind of reboot that predator universe where like we had talked about the avps were there they were, i feel like they were kind of their own thing bringing mm -hmm. worlds together um this stayed in that universe where the predator is still in that universe and to be honest with you we have no idea when that took place because they have no idea what happened in the, <laughs> the predator or predators because we'll talk about it but they are way deep in outer space so um yeah i i went with the one that came out first fair enough that was that's my logic gotcha <laughs> stick it sticking to it all right well without further ado paul do you want to tell us how Predator from 1987, uh, what, what's the plot? How do we how do we get into this bad boy? Sure. Dutch. Commander Dutch and his group of commandos are assigned to rescue downed airmen from gorillas in a Central American jungle. The mission goes well, but as they return, they find that something is hunting them. Nearly invisible, it blends with the forest, taking trophies from the bodies of its victims as it goes along, occasionally seeing through its eyes, the audience sees it as an intelligent alien hunter, hunting them for sport, killing them off one at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds intriguing. So Predator, it's hard to believe to me that people wouldn't have seen this. Uh, or at least heard of it. Uh, the biggest yeah. thing I think we can all take away, whether you have seen this whether you have never heard of it, what you have heard is get to the chopper. Get this to the chopper. There the are chopper. so many lines. You know, you probably have heard even things like, I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, yep. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, there's just all these like great lines from this original movie. Um, I must confess, I never saw this movie until I was in my 20s. Um, my parents were never a huge like Arnie action movie fan growing up so we never watched this they never they didn't care what i watched so it wasn't like it was too violent or anything we just never watched it and i in reading a lot of the reviews in doing our um, you know like review research for this there's a ton of people that were like i saw this every week on tbs or tnt or whatever and i didn't have cable growing up so i never <laughs> freaking saw this until i was in college and fairly late in college too which is the crazy thing yeah so, yeah. I, I grew up with this stuff. I love these movies. I love the kind of action sci-fi as opposed to maybe like a straight horror film. Mm -hmm. I like kind of that sci-fi, but we're going to keep you on the edge of our seat, but we're going to show you something that you haven't seen before. Um, yeah. Which, unfortunate, like re-watching Predator, it's not as good. It, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But the the actual predator it takes like an hour and so just to kind of get going into the movie where i feel like yeah there's a lot of build up but we're not really building up to the alien 
We're not building up to the bad guy, the predator. We're building mm. up to the commandos who we we'll get into their stories. Cause I think I love the characters. I love the people involved in this movie, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you don't really understand why they're there, how they got there, what, what the purpose is, who they are. Um, just not a lot of, of actual predator action in the original. No. And that's the, that, that was the thing that I definitely noticed too, was I think it was 45 minutes before you actually get like a shot of the predator. That isn't just, one of the you know like invisible shots where you kind of see the outline of it or anything like that and the other thing that i noticed was just how much of a build-up like you said there was to this you know you have the the classic you son of a bitch where carl weathers and arnie lock (laughs) arms for an awkward amount of time like it's it's almost like they were shooting over the top all of a sudden and they were trying to like arm wrestle but then they didn't and it's just so weird and like also seeing Carl Weathers after having recently rewatched Arrested Development in this type of a role is always funny to me. Uh, but then you know, <laughs> you're you're introduced to the commandos in that great chopper scene where they're playing, you know, Richard, um, uh, Jesse, the body Ventura, who is such a weird character in this, describes himself as a sexual Tyrannosaurus, which I'm not entirely convinced he actually had any sort of script. I think they may have just been like, and roll, Jesse, be fucking weird. Done go cut that's a wrap you know like <laughs> I think they just let him talk and then there's well, I, you know from my uh, understanding just, i mean wasn't jesse ventura he was actually a navy seal uh, he's one of those that actually has some experience yeah. in kind of what's going on so yeah. i think he kind of brought that uh to it well and then you have like you have Bill Duke, who's just shaving. Bill Duke, if no, if you guys don't know who he is, look him up. You will recognize him as the black guy in every 80s action movie, and com- including like Commando with Arnie. Um, yeah, Bill Duke, who's just shaving with no shaving cream. Just, just got like a pick. Yep. He's just shaving. Then there's really bad gay slurs, terrible jokes about, uh, about pussy. And I say that, I know that it's a little vulgar, but like it's repeated. And that's Shane Black, who wrote it. Uh, who is playing like he and Bill Duke, man, how are those guys commandos? Everybody else I think I can buy, but like Shane Black and Bill Duke just I can't I can't buy them as a commando. They just don't look like they're remotely no. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Those guys are the a suspension of disbelief in an alien and a killer alien movie I can handle, but those two guys <laughs> as commandos. That's where, where we draw the line. Going. That's that's yeah. where I'm starting to draw the line. Lines have to be drawn. <laughs> Um, there is, okay. So you brought it up. There's a lot of talk. Uh, I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus, very Mm -hmm. vulgar language in this. Then there's a very, very, very intimate scene between Bill Duke and Jesse, the body Ventura that kind (laughs) of raises a whole nother conversation, maybe for a different podcast. (laughs) Um, that's, it just kind of left me with some question marks. So Jesse Ventura dies. Uh, he gets he gets shot by the Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill Duke takes it hard. He like, is not happy. They do not. It's not even like an anger. It's like I lost someone special. Right. And uh, it was it was interesting, I guess, to see in in 2020. Um how that could be construed and uh 
I, I don't know. I guess I never picked up on it before, but I also never realized how like upset they were over over Jesse the body and that Gatlin gun. Yeah, it, well, and so this this brings up you bring up something interesting for me. So you know, like this movie is it, it's a classic and it is you know pretty well revered, especially in the action genre. Like this kind of redefined action. This was one of the first movies that started to pull, which is interesting because it, it it has Schwarzenegger in it, but it starts to pull everyone out of the cheesy one-liner like over the overly ridiculous commando type of arnold movies into the more yeah they still have weird one-liners but it's it's into the more a little more gritty and it actually starts crossing over into some sci-fi you know in in there it's kind of an interesting transition into where we go in the 90s with a lot of the action flicks there but it also uh, i i love this movie but like arnold's not a good actor in it he's just no I, I have to say it he's 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 not and arnold has never been known for his acting prowess but he's not usually bad like he's not good in this um carl weathers is 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 fine jesse is hamming it up which is fine that's good what he needs to do too but like bill duke isn't very good in this and he's normally pretty passable uh the guy who plays billy i can't remember his name i think he's fine he's he's pretty good Shane Black is over the top and kind of out of place. The other guy, the other guy in their group who I can't remember, um, he is kind of, again, over the top and out of place. It's like, I get that these are supposed to be kind of caricatures and they're supposed to be the, the, the type of thing, but just watching it, I, I kind of was just like, I, I didn't realize how bad some of this is. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Um, there is one actor who never made it in the final cut. Uh, if we're going to talk about the cast, we got to at least bring up that the Kevin Peter Hall, he's seven mm-hmm. two. He's incredibly tall. He's the predator. He's played yep. them in multiple movies, but he was not the original predator. The original no, he predator. Was not. <laughs> oh, he was supposed to be a ninja played by Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was Correct. set to play him ready to go. Uh, it just came down to costume like he. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a prima donna from what I've read on several different uh, accounts. And they ended up also, again, I, if you know me personally, some of you do, I should not be talking. Uh, (laughs) Jean-Claude is short. Like, he's just a short man. Um, He's two inches taller than me, but he's still a short man. Uh, He's not uh, seven feet, two inches. So doesn't exactly cut an imposing visage is what you're saying. No, no. And I think if to have those two together, uh, Arnold and and the Predator, uh, something would have had to have been done there. Because I think Arnold's like six, five, six, two, somewhere in there. He's a big guy, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I I like the move they went. I would have been really interested, though, to see what that would have looked like, um, mm-hmm. how they would have kind of incorporated that into the Predator, who is more just kind of a stealthy, I'm, gonna, I'm here and then I'm just going to jump over here. It was just I felt like the Predator just jumped a lot. Like, I'm just jumping yeah. here, and then I'm <laughs> jumping there, and then I'm going to jump over here. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I love, like I said, I love the first movies. We could talk about plot holes and things like <laughs> these guys. Okay. So I'm just going to say, cause I wrote it down in a couple notes here was yeah. for a, a few guys, commandos that are supposed to be stealthy. Dropped off in the desert, they packed a lot of ammunition. Like <laughs> I don't know how they got all these fucking bullets to just, to just light up a jungle. 
Um, well, and and not only did, how did they get them? How did they not kill ninety hostages in the scene where they before they even meet the predator? They go in. The whole point of them is to go into this jungle and rescue a couple of hostages uh, out of some like gorilla camp or whatever. And they just they they Arnold rolls a truck with explosives into the middle of a camp and explodes, and then they just spend the next 10 minutes unloading magazines into everything around them. And you're just like, yeah, okay. So everyone is dead here or wounded. What was this? Was this a rescue mission? Cause it doesn't look like this is the worst rescue mission I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. No stealth. I mean, it's, it was all, literally a dumpster fire of a rescue mission, like no stealth, no tap, just roll it in and blow it up and let's get out of here. Um, and it, it, so, there was still like Carl Weathers. There was this whole ulterior motive behind going to get them. And I feel like it never really got resolved or. No, you never, you never really, really got a full out, Yeah, You never found out why or why they were there to begin with. And it just, there's a lot of loose ends. I think at the end of the movie, while I'm, you know, obviously they, they made a lot more movies that kind of filled in some of those, but still kind of left the first one after knowing the universe and watching it again, still being like, I, I don't, why? Like, just the answer of why I feel like never got answered throughout this movie, and it, it bothered me. Well, and the answer of why, I think, is sort of, it was never meant to be, you know, a primary reason for this, because while they do a good, well, the movie does a good job of being able to set you up, you actually get to meet some of the characters, and even though, like I said, they are these caricatures, these overwrought you know, overly masculine weirdos. It, it is still setting up the time that you get to get to know them. And you actually do feel a bit for Bill Duke when he's, you know, very upset that J Jesse is, is dead and that there's, you know, like these guys are, there's a camaraderie there that they're all, you know, like pretty awesome at what they do somehow or something like that. So you're never looking for them to explain necessarily everything, but because, you know, that storyline just gets thrown out the window when all of a sudden there's a giant seven foot alien killing all of them. But at the same time, you're right. Like, but why were they there? What was, why, why? And the, and the predator just landed in the jungle. Like, okay, I guess that's well, what guess, you do in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, I guess I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna put that in the plot line, it's not like this is something that happened or it's based on a real life. If you're going to have like a work, screwing you over plot line and this was all a secret mission with ulterior motives at least let us know what the ulterior motive is if you're gonna write it in the movie let us know what i i don't know that's kind of how i feel about it like i because i i don't think you're wrong in what you're saying i yeah. just think that like it, you wrote it like let's, <laughs> let's let's do something with it i mean and i feel like it's never really got brought up again so i yeah that no, was my I, one thing i was like hey i i would have liked more from this yeah and i i definitely i see what you're saying and i i wholeheartedly agree with that too because it, it is just kind of this like that's one of the things is, is you if you do any research on like screenwriting or anything like that is that you're not supposed to just develop storylines that drop or anything like that that's a very big no-no now again i think you could probably argue that that isn't really a part of the storyline and that it's intended to be dropped because oh you know when you get faced with this otherworldly being that you've never encountered before everything kind of just goes by the wayside right and, and, right. and you see that carl weathers starts to while there's some tension there it, it, he all of a sudden kind of goes and 
he goes off at Bill Duke where they had tension before and they go to try to like find the predator, which is when Bill Duke's uh, head explodes on camera in a great, great shot, which is really cool. And then uh, Carl Weathers, his arm gets shot off in one of another iconic sh- scene where he's firing a machine gun with his arm. His arm gets shot off and the machine gun still keeps firing because his hand is still gripping it as it falls to the ground. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, okay. It's just, again, there's just, anytime I start getting wrapped up in the plot and exactly what you were talking about, then I just think back to like, yeah, but like, but the minigun keeps spinning after they unload everything in there. Like, there's just so many good, great, iconic scenes from this. And then all of that gets brought to this penultimate fight between Arnie and the Predator. In case you've never seen it, of course, it comes down to Arnold and this giant Predator thing like that. And uh, the Predator can see through heat vision. Paul, how does how does Arnie get around being able to be seen with the heat vision in the infrared? Like, what 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 can you do to beat that? Um, I think you just wallow like a pig in some mud and uh, just hide under some sticks. The whole time I, it was that easy. But I I don't think that's how infrared works. I'm I I'm pretty sure it's not. And I'm just gonna go <laughs> ahead and throw this out. If your civilization is smart enough to build a ship to come to another planet, multiple other planets, as we've learned, and come up with some pretty stealthy weapons to just instantaneously murder people, you should be able to see a dude standing right next to you covered in mud. Your heat vision should cover through mud. This is anyway this is i mean this is a thing that happened i i guess it 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 makes sense if you don't believe in science i I don't know (laughs) i don't know i don't know i mean it does sort of fit the theme if you look at the the final this this ultimate battle the showdown that they have in the end there is kind of a running theme of the predator being obviously like just very technologically advanced and definitely has all the advantages there and then Arnie defeats him with pretty lo-fi tactics, right? Like he, he splashes mud all over himself to escape the heat vision. He uses sticks with grenades attached to him and throws them like javelins and blows stuff up like that. He ends up dropping a big rock on him with like just some, you know, like some great traps that they set up. They catch him. They catch him initially in a, in a, one of those like bent over tree, like sling traps or whatever, you know, like they, the, the way they are able to defeat him is by dropping all of their superior firepower and reverting back to this sort of weird, you know, almost like, I don't know, native aboriginal war methods that they do. So I guess it's kind of a theme, but like mud, mud, mud. I don't get I, I fire fire. I get when he kind of hit himself in the bonfire, like, OK, this makes sense. Right. But I don't know it, it, the whole fire thing. It goes. It, it's another long line of movies. I noted it that I hate torches in movies. Like, how <laughs> do you make? How do they stay lit? We'll talk. We're gonna get to Indiana Jones. Don't worry. And <laughs> we are gonna discuss bloody torches at that time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He beats him with a rock. Like you finally get to see the alien face and it's so cool. You're like, ah, oh, we couldn't those special effects. He's still the RIP stand. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean, these, and they're, they're practical effects. So that's, I yep. think it, that's something that 
we definitely need to talk about when you compare these these movies with them with the more modern predator movies is mm-hmm. that this is almost all practical effects yeah. um the, everything from the green neon blood which is ky jelly and mountain dew and they cracked open some glow sticks i yeah. it, the face is all animatronics and practical it's not cgi it's not digital um it's really cool and again if you even in today's standards it's really good Um, so for 1987 this was this was the shit yeah well and yeah i one thing that i do want to you know we've 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 crapped onto this movie a little bit and it's not that i don't love this movie or anything but like it, it this this whole movie does look wonderful. They do a great job of shooting stuff, especially in the um, the final scenes with Arnold and the uh, the Predator going after each other. I did note that there was a couple of really amazing like long shots of the Predator standing there, just shooting into the trees and blowing stuff up. And it's like really truly a great cinematic shot. Uh, it's it is like just truly awesome to behold some of these special effects that they did and i have to admit too like i i forgot about how um which the predators will get to uh does kind of cop out on or uh, just take and kind of like use it again but like how the predator starts to mimic them and then does that creepy last laugh as arnold standing next to it and then it sets off an explosive and it does that wonderful laugh that it stole it's just oh it's just it's like oh there is there is some really really awesome parts to this movie that i that i truly love (laughs) yeah absolutely um i will say i love the casting i love the characters they're believable commandos they're believable badasses which we are i i'm gonna talk about in the next (laughs) one so i want to preface now that i i look at each one of those characters i'm like yep i believe you would go into the jungle and and do some shit like yeah absolutely Um, I, I really do enjoy this. I think this is a sci-fi classic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to say before we, uh, hear what some other people had to say about this movie? I mean, I think I've pretty much covered everything I wanted to. I think we've covered a good deal of it, but um, there are some other people out there who have opinions. They, oh, they, yeah. they think things about this movie. Were you able to find anybody that really liked this movie? You know, as it turns out, there were some people out there that really, really like this movie. Um, if you go on Amazon, which is what we usually do, sorry to a couple of people noted to me that we didn't do this last uh, last episode. Don't worry, we're still doing it. Um, we went out there. Eighty percent of the reviews on Predator are five star. And, uh, you know, I found one. <sighs> Strap in. I'm going to I'm going to go through this one it's long and I am not going to go through the entire thing, but it's just such a weird rambling mess that I have to do this. It's called the best Arnold movie ever. This was written in 2005. Is it me or has Arnold's acting skills gone downhill over the years? He did a fine acting job in predator, but his movie since then, you almost wonder if they ever have any experience at all. I know we all say, Hey, it's Arnold. He doesn't need to be an Oscar winning actor to be popular and likable. All his movies and corny calling lines. Like I'll be back. Doesn't change the fact his movies are mainly action. Blowing things up, shooting bad guys, chopping arms off. And yes, he's done some extremely odd movies such as Junior. Oh, I'm almost ashamed to mention that I've seen it. It was horrible. He should have just stuck to what he's good at. And that is sci-fi action thrillers like Predator. You can still enjoy Predator to this day. 
If you saw this film for the first time without knowing the date of when it was made, you never believe it was made back in 87. I don't even believe it. Like 90% of all my favorite movies come from the 80s. They were so creative and writers copy the ideas to this day. How can anyone say that the 80s sucked? Of course, we can't forget the occasional 80s, the corny 80s flick. But you can not say no good movies were made in the 80s. This is by far the best alien movie ever, too. The writer obviously knew about predatorial behavior. When the alien is eating his dinner, he rips off the flesh of that guy and screams into the darkness like a hungry wolf. This is, in fact, his main advantage. He can camouflage himself. Uh, and he sees their body heat like snakes do rapid movement and body heat. But then, you know, he's from outer space because of the heavy equipped body armor, weapons, aimers, controllers, lasers and knives. You almost stop believing that they can even kill it. And then at the end, Arnold discovers that he, too, can be invisible with mud. That was genius. Too bad he falls in the pond and it all washes off. The guy plays with the alien like his big, tall black guy. I forget his name, but he also had a small part in the movie, I think, is himself. Must have been a hella hot in that space outfit. This will always be one of my favorite movies. I saw it when I was a kid and I still love it. I cut out quite a bit of it too, but um, I just, I, I liked this one because he just, uh, he has his, he or she, I guess, have, it's written by movie fan. Um, they have some really great digressions in there about how, uh, you know, how they can't believe people would think the 80s sucked and that uh, they obviously really studied predatorial behavior. So uh, that was, that was my personal favorite for the five stars. <laughs> okay. What about you? Well, I'm going to keep it a lot shorter than that. Um, <laughs> Phil, Phil writes that this is the best period, film period, ever period, period, period. He actually wrote out period, then ended it with a period. I love Phil already. Uh, <laughs> Phil's going to Phil, Phil's going to write us that this is arguably the greatest movie of all time. Unburdened by some fancy plots dumb themes or confusing quote-unquote character development this classic is a muscle and high-powered assault weapon fueled for ray into the heart of awesomeness it changed my life it's made me a better person if you think <laughs> another film is better than predator predator will actually beat up that film that's how good that's how good <laughs> i want to meet phil like i just want to meet phil now did um, phil just pull the like my dad can beat up your dad type of did. thing with his movie review <laughs> my movie can beat up your movie <laughs> awesome awesome so to flip that how did you find one star reviews for this so there are only three percent of all reviews that were one star reviews for this movie and the majority of them on Amazon are people complaining about how the Blu-ray wasn't good or it didn't play in their PlayStation. I, I don't know about you, but I, I did have a little bit of a trouble finding uh, yeah, a bad like, review here. The biggest thing is, is apparently if you're going to buy this on Amazon, do not buy the steel book. Yeah. Uh, people got really dicked over with that, but I, I'm with you, man. I did. I did find one. It, it took me some time, but yeah, this was a hard one to find a one star for. Yeah. Well, hopefully you didn't find the same one, but this one is just titled Bad. Um, it said, didn't remember this film had such bad language. Threw it out. Um, go, go, going into this movie, you didn't realize that it had bad language, and then you just threw it away. Yeah, mine was, uh, I saw that. I, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but actually, it's called Leave Film Grain Alone. 
all characters <laughs> look like wax figures. <laughs> I did find uh, that one too, actually. <laughs> again, most of these are all about picture quality and things not being to today's standards. Guys, this this movie wasn't really disliked amongst anybody that I mean, you know how much people love complaining on the internet. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've been to this podcast webpage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, a lot of positive stuff on it, uh, which, which is, which is always fun for us because I like, don't like watching shitty movies. I mean, I don't mind it, but sometimes you want to watch a good one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, for again, this movie was in today's standards of movies, not very expensive to make. This was a $15 million movie. Um, again, 1987, that is that is a lot more money. Did an opening mm-hmm. weekend in the US of $12 million and oh, a gross worldwide, almost $100 million. So it was a popular movie. Um, I'm sure, Zach, you have some uh, kind of uh, analytics as to where this stood upon its release. Yeah, so it came in for the year of 1987, came in at number 10, which is actually pretty solid domestically. Uh, rolled in uh, 60, uh, 60 million. The top three for that year, you had Beverly Hills Cop 2, Platoon, and Fatal Attraction. Uh, huge, huge hits. You you know, rounding out the top 10, you got stuff like The Untouchables, Three Men and a Baby, uh, Lethal Weapon, Witches of Eastwick. But uh, yeah, Predator, man, they, they, they raked it in. And it actually, you know, did pretty well. Uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-one percent of critics liked it. Eighty-seven percent of the audience liked it. So this was well received. It's never been. This is not like a movie that we're going back and revisiting and being like, "Oh, now we can see that it was good." No, people thought it was good right away, man, and they liked it and they went and saw it. So yeah, well, I mean, it, it, well, look loved. at the cast. <laughs> look at the cast compared to some of the other movies we've done. Where um, even the last one where we did um, Dawn of the Dead, the original cast were really a bunch of B-list nobody, C-list, maybe even D. Oh yeah. Or these were A-list actors at the time. Oh, yeah. um, you know, Jesse Ventura was the body. He was Jesse the body Ventura. He was a big deal. Um, Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger. These guys were A-list actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Carl Weathers was really close to, if not coming off of um, dying in Rocky IV. Uh, yeah, I believe so. We got, I mean, Arnold's Arnold. So this, this, I mean, yeah, people flock to the theaters to see this one. I, I, I don't, I don't blame people. Yeah, not at all. So I suppose this means we have to move on to Predators from 2010 then, right? Is it about time for that? I guess. (laughs) Well, uh, for those of you that haven't seen that, when a group of elite warriors find themselves in a jungle, they realize they are in a completely different planet and it's a home to a race of extraterrestrial hunters. The group consists of a mercenary known as Royce, an IDF sniper known as Isabel, a Russian Spetsnaz known as Nikolai, a drug cartel enforcer known as Cuchillo, an RUF officer known as Mombasa, a death row inmate known as Stans, a Yakuza known as Hanzo, and an American doctor known as Edwin. It is up to these eight individuals to stop their hunters and get off the planet. So... This is an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Um, this, is, this is a movie that was made. This is a movie that was made. So I, I'm going to I'm going to say right now, like I, lo- I love Robert Rodriguez in general. He the, he's definitely made some missteps. 
But uh, if you guys don't know who Robert Rodriguez is, he did the El Mariachi Desperado Once Upon a Time in Mexico trilogy. He did all the Spy Kids movies. He did the uh, Sin City movies. He has done like likely you've probably seen a movie that he has had his fingers in because he's also uh, from Dust Till Dawn. That was him. He's also a big producer, too. So he's he's done a lot of stuff. He's friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino. They made Grindhouse together. They each directed one piece of it. Like you've probably seen something that Robert Rodriguez has done in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And, and I, I will freely admit that I enjoy predators. I'm not going to say that I love it. I'm not going to say that it's on par with the original predator necessarily, but I like it. I definitely was not sad to watch it. (laughs) I'm actually, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. I like it. Um, I like us the theme i like the i like the essence of the movie as a way to say Mm -hmm. it there are cast members that i really really like in this movie there Mm -hmm. i have i don't even want to say i have issues with the ensemble as a whole uh it's i have issues with one person i i'll I'll just say it and i think is it adrian brody or is it grace it's topher grace it's topher grace (laughs) i have i actually have more problems with adrian brody that I do with Topher Grace because I actually buy Topher Grace being a piece of shit. Mm, um, well, that's true. Adrian so Brody, you're not a tough guy, dude. Don't <laughs> you're not. You're not this dark, rugged, quiet, tough guy to me. Like you're mm-hmm. not. I don't buy him. And this is where I had mentioned in the last one that these guys are convincing. Like these all in the original, these mercenaries look like mercenaries. Adrian Brody is not a tough guy to me. He's mm-hmm. he just I don't I don't see the tough guy commando dark and quiet and mysterious like I'm not buying it. Yeah, well, I, I guess I can understand that. I he, I don't have as much problem with him. And honestly, Topher Grace, I think, is believable in his character. I don't have a problem with the way he portrayed this character. I just kind of hate the character and don't like the way his character played out. So just as you know, I gave the brief synopsis of the plot but basically these people wake up on a planet they figure out that it's not earth they are being hunted by predator and they're trying to like band together basically so that they um don't they figure out that the planet basically acts as a game preserve wild game preserve for the predator um to hunt down dangerous people so they bring in all these dangerous that's why there's you know an idf sniper and a russian spetsnaz and a yakuza assassin and all this kind of stuff they're supposed to be like the most dangerous game what's revealed everybody wonders why Topher grace is there he's a doctor named edwin like really why the hell is he there well as it turns out he's a fucking serial killer like he ends up like drugging one of them because he finds this weird paralytic plant or whatever and he's like trying to torture them to get his way out of there that's just i didn't care for that twist i I didn't like it seemed unnecessary to me and i just kind of it was like tacked on there like I don't know. I guess no, it does explain why you. he's there. It, you know, it, I, I understand why they did it. It's just like, I didn't, you could have done the rest of the movie and then Adrian Brody would have pissed me off the most for sure. But like, he's like, he's, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. I don't, it didn't, I didn't make sense. It goes like back it. to, it goes back to my frustrations with the first one. We never got a why they right. just feel like it was, you wrote this in there, but it never, you either, you either did a terrible job explaining what you were trying to do with his character or you mm-hmm. just said, fuck it. I, I don't know. 
he does this and he goes there like i i don't know i have problems with him i saw it right from the beginning they're like he stops this girl from touching that flower he's like oh it'll paralyze and you're like oh yeah well that's gonna come back sometime yeah right like (laughs) foreshadowing it's just it it wasn't the best laid out character um i will say for for every topher grace and adrian brody in this movie there's a walton goggins oh god there's a walton goggins there's a danny Trejo. there is a mahersha ali there is mahersha ali there's a lawrence fishburne i mean like yeah there there are more than enough people to be able to overwhelm the bad that you don't like in this like even if you absolutely hate adrian brody and topher grace you can still go back to alice braga who i don't know who she is but she's great as isabel she's actually wonderful in this movie is kind of an emotional anchor even though she's a fucking sniper like you're just kind of like yeah yeah i like her and even people like this uh lewis ozawa who is the um he's hanzo the the assassin and oleg uh who plays nikolai who is the big russian guy like those guys do great things too like you just kind of love it and you meet these eight people and then as it turns out they run into a guy who's been alive on this preserve that's going to help him out but he's a you know, lot few screw loose in there it's larry fucking fishburn man yeah. like, when is he not welcome in a movie never the answer is never he's always welcome and <laughs> that's the thing this this cast just like the first one is is great I mean, really I, is. he hadn't won it at the time, but Mahershala Ali obviously did win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Brody was an Oscar winner there at the time. Lawrence Fishburne, as you said, a classic actor. He's been around forever. These Topher Grace, I mean, I hate, we all know who he is. That 70s show. I mean, it's everybody, he's a face. Everybody knows him. This is a really good group of actors. It really is. And like I said, Topher Grace is actually... To his credit, he plays the character well. I just didn't like the character he was playing. This exactly. wasn't like a Spider-Man 3 situation where he no. just wasn't <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> so with this, though, I I, I like kind of caught myself a little bit. So when I first saw the whole cast ensemble kind of comes together and they come out of the woods and then they look up at mm-hmm. the sky being in this jungle and see like six moons and they're like, holy shit, we're not on Earth this is a problem but it kind of puts it's the first time you see them all together at once and you're kind of like oh man like boy did they represent everybody in this right, um right. there is every several reviews mention that <laughs> but at the same time if you go back and watch the first one it's, it's actually just, the same it they is, did the it really same is. thing in the original one and, and i was like and i had to kind of think about that for a second because i looked back and i was like but wait a minute, you had a white guy, a black guy, a Native Native American. You had the Asia or the, uh, um, excuse me, Latino. The Latino. Yeah. Um, it, it, I liked that. I actually at first was kind of like, oh, they're doing this. And then I went back and I was like, oh, they did this in the first one. This is actually oh, yeah, kind of doing it. <laughs> they stepped it up, but they did it with purpose. So, right. yes, Hanzo being Asian. Yes, but they made him part of the... Um, the mafia there and it's like okay so all of this kind of makes sense that the predator is learning from all of these different types of badass people here on earth um, right and it's also this is part- supposed to be you know they're supposed to be a game preserve right so you're trying to draw you, you think about if you're looking at it from that perspective when you go to a wild game preserve from that you don't just have a bunch of you know 
animals from one area, you're bringing them in from all over the place, right? So it's that same kind of concept. You want an elephant and a lion and a rhino and a tiger. And, uh, you know, like you're, you're pulling it from all over the place and just being like, yeah, I want to kill one of each of these things. Not that I'm advocating for wild game preserves, but, you know, thinking of that mentality, right? Right. And it worked. It really worked for this. Um, another thing kind of talking about that game preserve and the struggle that these humans are being hunted and mm-hmm. studied at the same time, there's also that uh, an external struggle amongst the predators. Because right. now we meet what we, they guess they call the berserker predator. Right. Um, this uh, kind of hybrid or a, I guess just like us, there's different varieties of humans if you will yeah (laughs) they were not all the same just as predators are not apparently all the same and then there's a battle amongst these um and again this is uh i will reference alien versus predator where i think that's really the first time you see a human side to the predator a sympathetic where the human and the predator actually work together. You see that in this one as well, where the predator helps the humans kind of beat the berserker only to have everybody there. They all die. I mean, the, the ending of this movie is actually my favorite part. It's bleak and it's great. And I I think the other thing that you said, so this this movie has it has good action it has i i really like the scene where um danny trejo dies which is, if you've ever seen him in a movie you should not be surprised because the man dies in every movie um, but they try to use him as they try to use him as bait at one point where they have his body kind of propped up somewhere and it's asking it's him saying help but it's really just a recording that they're trying to lure them into out in the open so you get to like see them imitating him you know kind of playing off of that um they introduced these like hound type creatures that are sort of you know like the the hunting dogs of the predator which is interesting you get a look at like you were saying paul there's a a a predator that helps humans and it's because there's this weird hierarchy in there there's the top upper echelon predators and then there's sort of i don't know if they're enslaved or if it's just that this guy this one predator they kind of free him and he helps them out a little bit and then you get to they kind of just take everything really flesh it out again and then what they also do really well is like they 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 homage back to the original without ripping it off there there's a lot of stuff they replay in there like i said the danny trejo they imitate him which is kind of some something you take from the first one uh you get to see billy in the first one cut himself with his giant knife and he takes this last stand against the predator well the yakuza guy does that same thing in this one where he you know pulls out his sword and takes a last stand against him and like does a really cool last fight with him actually whereas billy just kind of dies off screen unfortunately right and you're just like you kind of get you you, you get to watch this movie and you get to see how you you get to see robert rodriguez kind of just fanboy out for a while and i guess i i should uh, mention too like robert rodriguez produced this he did not actually direct it i was mistaken um it was directed by a guy named uh (laughs) nimrod um nimrod (laughs) antal uh but he also directed uh machete and a couple other uh things in there too so he's he's worked with uh or he didn't direct so he helped um he was starred in machete but he's worked with robert rodriguez robert rodriguez produced it so i i i should apologize to uh mr nimrod he actually did direct predators sorry about that dude but uh you know like you can see that it the predators going back to what i was making as a point is like this is in my mind, even though it's not necessarily the greatest movie out there, I really enjoy it, though. I think it is it is one that's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine that I like to watch every once in a while. 
Um, it's made in a way that you can tell that they they cared and that they didn't want to just be like, hey, let's remake Predator. They were like, yeah, no, I want to make this in the Predator universe. Give it some homage. Give it its yeah. due. But still, you know, kind of just go out and like, I want to make a nice sci-fi action film right <laughs> no there was a great scene with the the main character um as she sees the predator for the first time and you kind of see this look on her face and even i watching the movie was like huh that's a weird look they reference it later and she's like oh i you know this happened back in the 80s a commando was rescued right. and he told the story about these aliens with this face and this is exactly yeah. what it looks like and you're like Okay, thank you. Like, I was like, thank you. You tied this back to the original one. You didn't make right. this some um, standalone. We were not supposed to know that any of this has ever happened before. So I really liked it. A very slight nod homage, if you will. Um, yeah. They did, they did it well without just completely ripping it off. It's I and I like Predators. I really do. I, I feel like I shouldn't rip on it. And um, I, I don't put it necessarily on the same like, you know, plane of existence as the original Predator because it's such a good movie. But I found myself watching Predator and nitpicking it, not because I, you know, disliked it, but because, you know, it's, it's getting kind of dated now. It's a pretty old movie and it's, you know, it's a little bit out of it. And then watching Predators and almost being able to turn my brain off a little bit more and just kind of go into full lizard brain of just enjoying action for the sake of action, where I was just kind of like, eh, I think I, I think I'm enjoying watching predators. This is, this, this is entertaining. Yeah. This definitely gets kicked off a lot faster. Like they right, get right, right, right off the bat. Your, your action, everything is so much more fast paced than, than the first one. Um, cause I know I'm with you. I dogged on this right away. We brought up the an actor we hate and all I wanted to do since I watched this was express my dislike for Adrian Brody in this movie. I right. couldn't name you 30 other actors that I would have loved to see in this type of role. And Adrian Brody doesn't even come into my top 100. Yeah. It just I, doesn't make I, sense for me. I, uh, again, I, I don't necessarily hate him as much as you're talking about, but I I don't love him in this. I definitely I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I, I, I can get it. <laughs> I don't dislike Adrian Brody. That's the thing. But Adrian Brody to me is not an action star. Right. I don't yeah, look at Adrian understand. Brody and I'm like, oh man, you're you're ready for this big budget action Michael Bay movie? Like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm sure you'd be great for a love story movie. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the pianist was amazing. He was, he was fantastic. He deserved that Oscar. It was mm -hmm. an amazingly powerful role. Yeah. Not predators. I'm sorry. That's just not, I can't, I can't do it um, in my head, yeah. but uh, and, this and movie special, sh special shout out quickly to, as you, you, I know we mentioned, but it kind of been glossing over him, but Walton Goggins, one of my all time, goddamn favorite actors. I love the guy. He's just so good. Is a, is a death row inmate who is, you know, stuck with all these guys and somehow brings this absolutely wonderful, like pathos and energy to this character that you, you know him for, you know, what, 15, 20 minutes and you already really like him. You get to see him show a wide range of emotions. You feel for him when he dies. You're just like, no, I don't, you know, it's just like it. it's I don't know. It, it was it was it, pretty incredible how these guys, how these actors were able to get emotion out of characters that are that are meant to be in, in the first one. 
like I said, you, you do get some setup in there, but they're all pretty one dimensional, you know, they're all, and which is by design, that's not a bad thing, but they're all pretty much just the, the pictures of masculinity, the over jock, jock dudes, whatever. And in this movie in predators, when you think that's going to happen again, they totally take a left turn and just throw out all of these very different characters to you. And you're just like, uh, damn, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I, he is such a good actor. Um, he's in some of my favorite stuff, but he brings that kind of uh, comedic relief at some points right. to it. There's the scenes where they're with Lawrence Fishburne in this bunker, and the whole time he's just cracking jokes and speed right. a smart, just classic what he does. And he, mm-hmm. like you said, it it brings a different level of laughter than the the first one where it's just cheesy Arnold lines. It is. It's just what it is. It is what it is, you know, but it's yeah. good. Um, I will say this movie was a it's a kind of switch some gears here. If we look at like budgets and, you know, you speak of the cast and how much uh, what again, another star studded cast considering this mm-hmm. was a this was a 40 million dollar movie. Yeah, it was um, a little bit bigger, <laughs> a lot more CGI, but at the same time, utilizing still a lot of of practical effects. And I think when we talk about predator movies as a whole, it's really important to kind of keep that in mind that that all of them have maintained very, very good practical effects. Um, Everything from their face mask to their armor, to the parrot gun um, that that the predators keep on their shoulder that kind of moves independently of the predator Mm. or have never really been digitalized. They've always kind of had that practical effects to them which again just step up the game for me when it comes to these type of movies but yeah 40 million dollars opening weekend of 24 million dollars um i will say it it looks like it opened kind of weekend after fourth of july um but a cumulative i guess worldwide they got their money at 127 million so this did end up having a really big worldwide release not so hot here in the U.S. And again, I'm just going to base that off of it came out in almost over 4th of July. Yeah, and it ended up for the year it was number 66 in terms of box office. So it wasn't like crazy huge. Uh, 2010, though, I mean, if you're going to you're going to talk about it, 2010, number one, Avatar. So you can't compete with that. Toy Story 3 is number two, Alice in Wonderland. This is also like Iron Man 2, Twilight Saga, Eclipse, Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows, Despicable Me, like it wasn't going to crack top 10. I don't think they ever expected that, but like you said, worldwide definitely made its money back. It was definitely enough for them to eventually go like, Hey, maybe we could make the predator later on and just, you know, add an article to this. And we've heard, let me see. We made predator, predator, predator two. And then we added an S to it. What if we just add the to it? That should be good. That that'll, that'll, (laughs) that'll make it easy for people to distinct between these. Yeah. uh, And it was, you know, Rotten Tomatoes wise, uh, critics were okay on it. Lukewarm, 65% of them said it was okay. Audience score is actually 52%. Not as many people liked this, um, which is, I don't know, after we just kind of raved a little bit about it, it was a little bit disappointing for me. But um, Paul, this one I think was a little bit easier to find uh, some of the some of the reviews that we wanted in there. Um, what did you find for a good five-star rating for pet Predators? Well, um, the Gecko customer uh, did let me know that this is the best of the Predator sequels. Uh, This movie, unlike Predator 2, was true to the original series and was actually a great follow-up. 
There's even a few references to the first movie, which tie things together very well. The cast of this movie was excellent, and everyone did a great job. Production values were great, and the sound, lighting, etc. was amazingly better in Blu-ray. That's... Hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I picked this because it kind of felt like, yes. Like, I read that, and I was like, yep, I agree with you. Um, what about you? Well, uh, my my good man Dracula was kind enough to drop us a review that says not as good as Predator one and two, but definitely worth a watch. Interesting. And it keeps the story flowing. Good acting. Good effects. If you enjoyed the first two movies, you'll enjoy this. Gives you a tiny bit more info about this predator species and no political garbage, which is the best part. That was a five star review to me. That seemed like a you know three star review at best. Um and if this is not as good as Predator 1 and 2, but it's still five stars, where do you go for Predators 1 and 2, then? Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you, what about a one-star review for this one? Um, surprisingly, not hard to find. Yeah, uh, it's still but only not, 3%. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not that many one-star reviews here. Yep. Um, so I, I will admit since being in quarantine or safer at home, I have, uh, watched just about every Simpsons episode. So, um, Decimus, I took his review. Okay. Uh, Gave us a one star, uh, bad movie. Uh, the, the review is worst movie ever. (laughs) Yep. He Old comic, comic book guy, huh? He comic book guy did. Um, <laughs> worst movie ever. That's that's what I'm going with. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I found one that was titled "Hilariously Bad" uh, from a random Amazon customer. It says, "Pray and spray with no kills. Chick kills one with a single shot because Hollywood plus women equals superhero." Then, after all the nonsense, there's talk of conserving ammunition. You could go on and on with the nonsense. The funniest part is how clueless they are about how guns work. I love so. misogyny. <laughs> misogyny, and then really, again, I realized that I was being like this weird, but like, you're in an alien sci-fi movie on a weird planet, and you're worried about how guns work in a movie. Maybe suspension of disbelief is okay. It's okay. Cases. <laughs> it's 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 quite all right. Um, that guy's just an asshole. Like that's all. That's all. It's not even like that. You wrote a a one star review that I could sit here and just kind of think is funny or make funny. You you were just an asshole. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one. That one got me. So if if you're listening to this and you're the one tops one star review, I don't like you. Yeah, I think that's probably abundantly clear with most of the one-star reviews that we've read on this show. We're I mean, I've been friends. There have been some funny one-star reviews. It's true. It's like, it's true. I want to meet you. I got one. <laughs> that was that was good. This guy, nah, you're just an a. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Um, should we break these two down and start going through some scoring criteria? The two between them. Uh, let's break it down. All right, so let's take a look at this. We like to break down each of the movies against each other. We've talked about them. Now let's look at them, breaking them down by cast, acting, director, slash script, production value, and enjoyment value. Uh, Taking us the kickoff, Paul, comparing the two casts of these movies, which one do you think comes out on top? Uh, I'm I'm actually torn on some of these. This is not as clear-cut for me on some of them, but... Mm -hmm. I am in the end going to go with the original one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like I said before, they are believable. Everyone in their role is believable. I cannot say that for the Predator. Or Predator. Oh, predators. I'm getting, see, they confused me at this point. Well, um, I will actually disagree with you. I think I like Predators cast. I think I like that one uh, a little bit different. Uh, you know, I've always been an Arnie fan, but never been like a huge diehard one of him. And while I like, and this is not an easy choice at all, and I'm not doing this just to be, you know, contradictory, but I just, I really like, you got some serious star power going on in the second one. You have two Oscar award winners and, uh, well, Fishburne was nominated and I don't know if anybody else was, but like you got some, you got some stars in there as well. I like, I like the cast of the second one. Now, while we're on this subject though, what about the actual acting of the cast members themselves? What do you think, who do you want to give the advantage to there? So this might be the first time I've done this since we've been doing this podcast, but I mm-hmm. actually will negate my last one and say that as far as the acting is concerned, I give it to Predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think to to go along with what you said, they are better actors. There's <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about them. Um, so yeah, my vote is definitely Predators on this one. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, it, it does get a little tough sometimes to to take Brody, but I have to agree with you on this one too. I think I got to go with the with Predators. Um, like I mentioned, Arnie was pretty bad in in Predator, and he's not always that bad. And it's just like it's it's cheesy '80s action acting, which has a place. But um, you know, when you're comparing the two, I, I gotta I gotta go with Predators. Um, I'm gonna take this next one the, for the direction slash script on the two. I I really like Predators and I do think it was it was interestingly shot and it does have some interest some some good uh, screenwriting in there it does make for some good characters but I have to go to the original for this just because there are some there's iconic shots in there there are some of the greatest quotable lines ever coming from these guys like ooh I, for direction slash script I have to go with the original uh, what about you uh, I do I. I thought about this one as well, and actually, I have to almost parrot your your exact reasons that I hate <laughs> because I like to be original. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I am going to say for almost all of those same reasons, I have to go with the original one. Uh, it, it yeah. Yep. And now we get to the production value. Now, you know, the reason why we always bring this one up, I don't know if I, if, you know, if I've ever really touched on it, but a lot of times when we're looking at like a remake or a sequel, you really can see like a big dip in production value. It's clearly kind of a cash grab. Um, so, you know, like, did it look good? Where was it shot? Well, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I really truly don't know which one I, it's, a, it's a toss up for me with production value. Cause even predator, shot in 1987 still looks fucking great the effects are cool the 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 shot scale is awesome they really the capture the essence of the jungle but really truly two predators is super polished the effects are good yeah they're a little cgi sometimes but most of the time they're pretty practical like this is a really tough decision to figure out which one you know like looked better which one you what i can say for both of them is whatever their budgets were it's up there on the screen it definitely doesn't look cheap on either one of them so kudos to them i don't really know i can pick one you got you have a choice either? I do. Um, okay. I, I'm going with Predators on this one. Oh, nice. Well, okay. Well, I don't disagree with you on any of that. Predators showed me more predators. Okay. It showed, it showed me they they had more opportunity to show me more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I mentioned in the 1987, you really don't see the face of the Predator until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Where Predators, you man, that, that Predator's tied to the tree. You're, you're off to the races. You're seeing the dog things. You've got the outer space. You've got all sorts of cool stuff along with everything you have in the first one. So it has the jungle scenes. It has the action scenes. It has mm-hmm. all that, except a whole lot more Predator. So I I am going with Predators on this one. That's fair. Now, what about pure enjoyment value? You're watching the two just to sit down, put in a thing of popcorn, and just watch a movie. Which one are you going to give the nod to? A Predators. I'm going to go. Oh. I'm going to go with the remake, and not that it's not that it's, I don't take away from Predator and the mm-hmm. iconic and the lines and the cast and everything that is great about it. But if for pure enjoyment, if I'm going to watch a Predator, it is not to stimulate my intellect. <laughs> it is, I want to shut down. I want to see some aliens. I want to see some blood. I want to see some shit. And Predators gives me all of that, but it also gives you a little bit of intellect. When mm-hmm. looking how they set traps, how they learn from each other. There is a little bit of that involvement as well. So I really enjoy just the constant, I mean, people are getting murdered left and right. Not only are people getting murdered, but predators are getting murdered. There's like four of them fuckers. Um, it's, it's, it's a much, it, to, it, to me, it's much more enjoyable. And I think, you know, I will, I, this one went back and forth for me too, but I think I actually, I all agree with you on this one. I, I really think that I will sit down and watch predators. And I think the reason for me is you're absolutely right I, to, to echo some of what you were saying. It really just throws you in right away. It gives you a lot of action. And I think it's mostly because it doesn't have to do any world building, right? Like if you're coming into predators, you're probably already familiar with what predator is. So it's like, Hey, big fucking aliens wanting to kill people let's throw some guns at him and see what happens. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm in for that. And while I appreciate what predator does and setting up everything like that and giving you 45 minutes before you get predator on screen, if I'm just doing it for, like you said, I just want to watch this and not be mentally stimulated. Yeah. Then give me blood and alien guts right away. It, let's, let's hit the ground running. And they kind of literally do that. in predator. Well, so, even in the, I mean, <laughs> exactly. And, then they take this Predator that you've known. It's been around. They've had four movies up until now between the Predator, Predator 2, Alien, or AVP, AVP Requiem. Now we're here. So this is the fifth movie. Now they introduce the Berserker Predator. Like, okay, right. yeah, there's movies of Predators. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to show you this even more badass one. And again, it kind of lifts it. And then, uh, not to spoil it, but the end is pretty... Uh, bummer like <laughs> like it's gonna be a long weekend for those guys yep um, well i guess uh any any final thoughts on this i mean i think we, we have done a pretty good job of explaining our thoughts but any final thoughts on predator and predators before we render a verdict of it actually being necessary no no this these were this was this was a fun one this is a, this was a good one so i guess i have to ask the question i don't have anything else to add either Paul Abishan, in your mind, Predators 2010, was it really necessary? Yes. Yes, it was. This brought them, brought humans into the Predator world, something we haven't seen before. Not another regurgitated Predator. They had a good cast, good writing, lots of adventure. This movie, in my opinion, was 100% necessary. 
I have to agree with you in case that wasn't abundantly clear from what we've been going through. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was necessary. It was great. It was wonderful to see. This is a, you know, we, we, we set out with the goal of this podcast to be figuring out, okay, are the, are there actually remakes, reboots, sequels, prequels, th these types of things that, that you can tell that people have a love for that were made with, you know, like a, tr a true, you know, homage, a true like thought to the original and Predators is one of them. It really is for everything that we outlined in there. So I'm, I, yeah, no, I mean, this was kudos to you. This was a fun watch. And uh, I really, yeah, I really think that this was, a, this was definitely entertaining for us. So, um, so with that being said, Zach, now as most, yeah. people, most people who've been listening to this kind of know what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, last, last episode, you had no idea we were doing Predators. You know, right, I, right. I, I, I kept it to myself. Um, it's your turn, sir. I have to ask what, uh, what are we doing next? Well, I had to, I had, I had this question the other night in my head that I was sitting up and just racking my brain and wondering just, man, what happens if you take Brendan Frazier and you replace him with Tom Cruise in a movie series? Motherfucker. So I'm going to make us watch The Mummy from 1999 and then the remake, <laughs> reboot, whatever you want to call it, that happened in 2017, I believe, with Tom Cruise. We're going to watch the mummies movies we're we're gonna go through that because you can go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes with all the great stuff that happens there so you know i'll be honest i have i have never watched the remake so usually i've i've at least watched these before we go into them so this mm. is awesome i'm i'm excited this will be a lot of fun yeah i have not watched the tom cruise version either and i debated going like okay maybe we watch the original like 1932 mummy and i was like no 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 i want to compare brendan fraser and tom cruise because i'm gonna ask you when do you get the chance to do that really truly you don't so let's do that so the next time we're gonna be watching the mummy from 1999 and from 2017 i believe uh, so with that all being said, we appreciate you guys listening from everybody here at Was That Really Necessary? My name is Zach Buell. And I'm Paul Upshaw. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it, you guys.